Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 where atl meets lol faith talk live with rick and dan on faith talk atlanta love it tuesday edition of faith talk live i'm rick probe and i'm dan Ratcliffe. happy tuesday justin t miller back in the uh, studio it's been two years why dan has it been two years you I, think i i i, I, I don't know <laughs> Co-founder and CEO of Care for AIDS. We're going to catch up with him. He's got a brand new book, uh, Beyond Blood. You want to show that to the to the fiends at home there? And uh, those that are listening, you can pick it up. We'll tell you where. Probably JustinMiller.com, I'm sure, right? JustinTMiller.com. How did I know that? Huh? Order Amazon. (laughs) Anywhere you'd like. Now, if you go to Justin Miller instead of JustinTMiller.com, do you know what you get? Yeah, is there another Justin Miller? There there are a lot of Justin Millers in the world. No, there's only one. There's only one. There's only one. Justin Miller Miller sounds like like an actor. Yeah, uh, in Hollywood. Yeah, Justin Miller. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. Justin T. Miller does too. That well, makes it that's sound even more. That's true. That's right. You're not acting on the side, are you? I'm not. Huh? No, that was that's not my my calling. That's not. No, you should look into it. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. Good. I, Good. I've had. At least one child since I saw you guys last. You have. How many did you have <laughs> before? Did you have children before? I did. I have three now. Okay. Uh, five, two, and eight weeks old. Wow. Five, so two. So the last time you were here, you probably had just we had probably, I think the we had just had. So Are I don't know what that is. You ready bring to... me in right when I'm <laughs> sleep deprived and <laughs> adjusting to this new normal. Well, in nine months, we're bringing you back. So you no, 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 no. <laughs> so what? Then uh, a little over a year from now, your wife will say, let's have another baby. Yeah. So you've got to have four. Is four? Are you going to no. have four? No, five? I, three six? feels feels complete. Three <laughs> feels, feels complete. Feels complete. How's yeah. it? Now I have three. Dan has have three. Has three. Okay. And uh, we still, well... Are we living to tell about it? <laughs> we uh, so far, yeah. yeah. The last one for me has been the most challenging, uh, and he's a T seventeen now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. The other ones had their you know their challenges, but this one, the so ba- far, the this baby, one, the, the baby's been been the best so far <laughs> in terms of <laughs> just wait. Of sleeping. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I'm I'm doing well. Good. Uh, this book has been a fun project. Yeah. Carefreds has changed a lot in the last twenty four months. Just mm-hmm. a lot of growth and expansion and. An impact, so we're grateful. Good. We'll catch up with you on that. Yeah. Talk about that. Uh, did you watch the game at all? That's what we've been talking about. I for did days. watch the did game. Did you? I yeah. did. What side of the fence were you? I was on? pulling for the Chiefs. Yes. Yes. I was yes. pulling for the Chiefs. That's so. why he has a T right yeah. there. Justin T. <laughs> now, for what, Texas oh, where's, Miller. Where's the uh, color version of this? We oh want, yeah, yeah. We right, this is, Do you think this is out now uh, on Twitter? These two mm. guys uh, are brothers you think they're or the, the same. same person. Do you think they're the same? You know who this guy is to the, uh, let's see. I, I mean, I know Andy Reid. I don't know this you guy. You don't know the, that guy for this, real? Yeah, that's Wilford Brimley. Okay. He's an actor, and he's the guy that says, I got diabetes. <laughs> uh, he was probably, uh, did you ever see the movie Cocoon? A long time ago. That's, that's a Ron Howard time, yeah. film. I did not see that. Yeah. No. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. commercials. Liberty Mutual? Uh, not Liberty yeah, Mutual. Quaker Medical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. um, and uh, City Slickers. Wasn't he in City Slickers? <laughs> no, that was Jack Palance. Oh, Jack Palance. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that's what's hot today on uh, Twitter. These guys are the same. I think they're the same. So what do you think you about that game? I went to bed too early. Uh, the first first half was so slow. Yeah. yeah. But the second half was incredible. Amazing. Amazing. It was. So you raised enough money then on those bets to take care of your baby, right? Is that what you're... <laughs> yeah? We should have just taken out an ad for Care for AIDS on yes. this. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Did you think it was going to go that way? I mean, like at the half... And the, even the fourth quarter, it looked like they weren't going to bring it back. But yeah. yeah, but they've been a they've been a comeback team. They have Patrick Mahomes, man. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was holding out hope. Yeah. But I didn't have a real strong dog in the in the in fight. The, in the fight. Uh, but I was excited for for Andy Reid and yeah. Mahomes. Seems like a what did the a, baby a good leader? Was the baby watching <laughs> too? <laughs> no, the baby wouldn't cheer. No, I I spent most of halftime covering my daughter's eyes though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, look out! Well, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So no. you got to hear. Uh, where's Shakira here? Here's Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> you, got to, you got to see that, huh? That was interesting, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Is that sure. some type of African greeting? Hello? Uh, supposedly, from what I read, it was Lebanese or something. Yeah. Lebanese. Got Lebanese and her family. And, okay. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's also all over the place. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Last couple of days, anyway. Well, let's catch up with you now. You've yeah. had uh, another child. That's right. So, are they all sleeping and everybody's good and life's just grand yes <laughs> more or less yes. how's mama more or less. how's mama doing mama's amazing all right good she's, she's a champ uh our newborn's great our two-year-old is the one that i think he realizes now i mean he's the, the getting lost in the middle he's there the middle child and so yeah. he's all of a sudden had some reactions to the baby yeah sure. he loves his little brother but he is he's very quick to say this is mine this is mine yeah yeah <laughs> this is mine like yeah. he's trying to claim his territory but yeah. they're doing great awesome good. Doing great. very common well it's good to have you uh a couple of years ago we basically talked about uh why care for aids how it all began you said there's been let's start off with this there's been some yeah. changes in the last 24 months mm-hmm. well that's two years yeah. what's been going on well we have uh, two years ago the only kind of model that we we had as an organization was an urban model. We that was the area of focus where we felt like we were equipped to serve best, and our model worked with the best results. But we we continued to be challenged by this idea that that maybe eighty five percent of people living with HIV were living in some context outside of an area where we couldn't reach them. Mm-hmm. And so we have uh, we've pioneered a new model in uh, providing services to rural, uh, more remote places of East Africa. Uh, but we've continued to lean into the urban expansion as well. We've uh, we brought on Uganda this year, so we've now got a region in Kampala, Uganda. We have uh, expanded into Mwanza, Tanzania. Uh, that was another uh, big city right on Lake Victoria that's that's heavily affected by HIV. Mm. And so we've just we've continued to expand. We're at uh, sixty eight communities now uh, in the region that we're uh, wow. directly investing in. Hmm. Now, remind yeah. us all, those that may be just uh, tuning in or watching, and they weren't here two years ago yeah. and know your story, why Care for AIDS? Why did you guys decide to do this? What was the yeah. what was behind this? Yeah, well, about 13 years ago, I was, I was confronted with this challenge of this epidemic, and the challenge was delivered by none other than Bono. We've talked about this before, mm. yeah. but Bono said, what's the church going to do about it? And that challenge resonated with me sent me on a journey to East Africa in 2007, where I met my two Kenyan co-founders and also the co-authors of my book. Uh, and they, um, they shared with me a vision for the church, the church's role in responding to HIV and AIDS. And I decided that I wanted to go all in on that, that vision with them. And, and particularly we wanted 
to see families strengthened. Mm-hmm. We wanted to see parents who were facing a just the brunt of of HIV with with unemployment and stigma and discrimination and lack of access to care. We wanted them to be able to have access to that mm-hmm. so that they could live long enough to to raise and educate their own children. And so this idea of orphan prevention was core to our belief and still is to this day, but it's really been about how do we help the local church in East Africa provide help and care to this very vulnerable group of people so that we can help to heal their their body, their family, their community, but also we can offer them uh, eternal hope. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that, um, that here's Bono and he says this, right? And yeah. he means it from the heart. Yeah. And God can use anything, right? Yeah. And so he just got your attention, yeah. you and some other folks, and you say, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Are, what are we doing about it? Let's do something. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You think he knows? Is he, st- is he answering your cards and letters? <laughs> he's not, but he's getting one about every week. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I had about five or six people that I sent on a mission to give him a copy of the book. Yeah. Uh, whether he's he's seen it or read it, I have no mm. idea, but... I, he had a I, profound impact on our. On I think our life. it would be cool for him to know. I think Dan's yeah. got some some connections somewhere, don't you? <laughs> Joe, yeah, yeah. I, me and oh, Bono. Oh, I'm sorry, we not back. Bono. Yeah. I'm Sonny Bono. Sonny you Bono. Had, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think him. that's really cool that God uh, can use yeah. something like that. It, in one sense, it wasn't, mm-hmm. "Hey, Justin, you need to be doing this," but he st- that's actually what he did do. Yeah. When you heard that, yeah, and it what was, he said. Yeah, I mean, he often does speak in those those whispers. But yeah. It, you know, Thirteen years ago, no one, I couldn't have even began to fathom what he would do over the next period of time. I mean, it was just, hey, I need you to do this right. this one yeah. thing. Yeah. And then that turned into another thing, into another thing, another thing. So but was, kudos to you to doing it and not <laughs> yes. just going, yeah, Bono's right. The church needs to do something, and then just not doing anything, which mo- most of us tend to do. Here's like, a, yeah, you're right. Here's a fiver. Knock yeah. yourself out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that speaks to the naivety and re- recklessness of a 18-year-old. Well, you know, whatever works. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And look at you now and the team that you have. Let's talk about your team and what's going on and your book. Out since October, Beyond Blood. Uh, We'll be back with Justin T. Miller. He's amazing. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Rackley. This is Faith Talk Live Stadium. You're listening to Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Radcliffe on Faith Talk Atlanta. Look out, Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Tuesday. It is a great Tuesday. We've got Justin T. Miller in the studio, co-founder and CEO of Care for AIDS. And uh, he's going to talk about his book and what these guys are doing. What an incredible team. And I don't know if you heard the last segment or not, how it all began 18 years old, and he hears uh, Bono say, hey, what's the church doing about AIDS? And bang, God uses that, and look at it now. We'll catch up with him. But he and, did it with an Irish accent, and not or Scottish, who, whatever he is. Justin bon, No, Bono. Bono. <laughs> Are you Scottish? No. Well, <laughs> way, way, way back in my ancestors. Is he Scottish or Irish? I think he's Irish. I think he's Irish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What'd you say? What's your background? I say I have a lot of Scot- Scottish in me. Do you really? Way yeah. back in the That's day. That's why he's wearing the plaid. I mean, right. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> but not a kilt. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, Thank no, you no, for that. Good. Please, no kilts on the show. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be off the chain and uh, also off the chain. Uh, women in ministry coming up. 
uh, with Pam Jenkins, uh, the keynote speaker, and she's also uh, the founder of Jaybach Ministries, and Jody Messina going to be doing the worship. It's the 12th of May at the Cobb Energy Center, mm-hmm. and ladies every year just flock to this thing. Dan and I will do our show live, and then they'll kick us out, lock the doors, and we'll only hear about what actually happens. Yeah, we don't uh, get fed. They just kick no, us out. Yeah. No, and they have amazing food, don't they? Yes, From what they we do. understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so, we're just there to be eye candy. That's so, it. Yeah. That's all we're there for. <laughs> so, hey, ladies, uh, and usually ladies, uh, they don't come really by themselves. Ladies come in, in herds, yeah. flocks, gaggles. Yeah, right. So uh, get your gaggle, your flock, <laughs> your group, and uh, sign them up. FaithTalkAtlanta.com. It is going to be amazing. All right. We're talking to Justin T. Miller of uh, Care, uh, Care for Africa. And uh, first of all, what does the T stand for, Justin? Thomas. John Thomas. All right. Justin Thomas. Did you right. ever go by JT or just, just no, Justin Thomas? No, never right. didn't. Never uh, got the JT to uh, stick. Okay. Now, do you ever get <laughs> called Justin Thomas by your wife when you're in trouble? No. No, no, no. no. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, that's no. good. You never get in trouble with your wife? <laughs> well, that's that, let's not talk about <laughs> okay, that. Right. Let's not talk about that. Let, let's get back to uh, what we're here for, the care for AIDS. All right. So for those who didn't listen two years ago, what exactly is it that you guys do to, uh, to help the folks that have AIDS mm-hmm. in, in those areas where you're working. Yeah. Well, our, our mission is, is simple. Help people, empower people to live a life beyond AIDS. Life beyond AIDS for us means holistically they are experiencing a new life physically, spiritually, emotionally, economically, and, and socially. And mm-hmm. so we have a range of programs and services that are all delivered through local churches. We believe that's, yeah. that's the best way to provide care. It's local. It's has a ton of access and has a ton of authority and respect mm-hmm. in the community. And it's also very, very discreet for our clients who are worried about the perception right. of having HIV. So they come into the local church, they join a program and we're with them for either nine or 18 months, depending if they're in an urban context or a rural context. And we help them provide them with services like counseling, job training, uh, discipleship, um, nutrition and medical support, um, all the things they need to go from being uh, oftentimes very physically weak, mm-hmm. uh, isolated, um, jobless, and to just to help to restore them in those areas so that they can be thriving and vibrant contributors to their family and their community. Mm. Now, I think if I remember correctly, you said there is a pretty high percentage of folks that have HIV in those areas, right? In those urban areas? Yeah, it varies. I mean, Nationwide, it's about 7% of yeah. adults, yeah. but in certain areas we work, those infection rates can be in high, as high as 10, 15, or even 20%. Yeah, because probably a lot of those rural areas don't get the care that they need, and so it, it can mean a death sentence if they if they get HIV yeah. or AIDS. Right? Yeah, and, and really the stigma piece is we often <laughs> underestimate the how big of a deal that is right. for somebody that is in a rural area, particularly you know, maybe generations of your family have lived there. Mm-hmm. So to open up about your status could mean that your family's completely ostracized. And right. so helping in people in rural get access to services is one, helping them overcome the stigma so they can even accept their status yeah. and get tested and get treated. Like that's a whole nother challenge. Now in your book, uh, this is uh, this book's been out uh, since October, Beyond yeah. Blood. And from what I understand, obviously I haven't read the book and I appreciate you signing it. Um, Louis Giglio called me Rick, uh, what, Randy and Gina, Randy but you, Gina. thank God, spelled my name R-I-C-K. You actually said Rick, yeah. There okay. it is. Thanks for sharing our story. I hope yeah. this book inspires you to keep moving beyond. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So there are a number of stories in this, in this book. Let's talk yes. about some of those stories. Are they folks 
that found you or you found you guys found them? What's what's the story? So the book is co-authored by my two Kenyan co-founders, Cornell Onyango and Duncan Kimani. So these guys have been with me for the past 12 years. I met them on my first trip to Africa. And in the book, each we write each of the chapters in, in alternating voices. So each of us has a portion of the book we tell from the first person. And so I just, you know, I would I would love for you to read the whole book, but if you have to, skip my chapters and okay. read Cornell and Duncan <laughs> because it, it, they just, th- these guys have just such a rich story. They come from two opposing tribes in Kenya, mm. um, the two most opposing, That's K- interesting. Kikuyu and Luo. And so in the midst of them founding Care for AIDS, the country just erupted in violence after an election. And one of them actually had to go into hiding mm. because of that. Uh, meanwhile, the two are partnering together to build this redemptive organization wow. that transcends these tribal lines. And so their story alone of overcoming what they were conditioned to think growing up of that tribe is bad. That tribe is, you know, you shouldn't be, tr- you can't trust them. Um, but no, we realize there's a common enemy here and it's HIV and AIDS and we need to form a partnership hmm. that can can address this across all tribes. And so I think that's been a distinctive of the Care for Aids story yeah. of, of these guys crossing these lines. And I think that's the message that is kind of the the biggest narrative that we hope people take from this. Is It's a lot of great stories, but we hope people will recognize maybe a little bit of our own condition in our culture today mm-hmm. about how we can do so much more. We can uh, achieve so much more for the kingdom if we're willing to figure out how to cross these lines that have been drawn, whether that's um, politically, you know, religion, race, uh, the more we can build those kind of relationships, things like care for AIDS can be born. So not only having the common goal of doing something about the HIV and AIDS uh, crisis there, uh, but I would think only the power of Christ could bring two, two completely opposite people who have been warring forever could bring them together in, in peace and harmony yeah. like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, there are a lot of things that we kind of identify ourselves by, but that is the most unifying yeah. thing that we, we share in common is, is that common uh, love for Christ and unity of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and that's been true of Cornell and Duncan's relationship, even when they brought a lot of baggage into that and yeah. they've had to deal with even internally as an organization, we've got probably 30 tribes represented on our team. Wow. We're constantly trying to create a conversation that brings these issues into the light. And there's openness about like fear and just questions that people have across these tribes. Hmm. And I think it just it's taught me a lot about how a lot of times we should be thinking about these issues on this side of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Miller, co-founder and CEO of Care for AIDS. There's an advanced praise for Beyond Blood. A couple of our friends on this page, Dan, (laughs) Sam Collier, uh, John Maxwell, uh, Andy Stanley and Dan are really good friends. Um, (laughs) We love Sam Collier. Yeah, yeah. When we have Sam and or Tony Collier (laughs) on the show. The, le- the energy level just oh goes, my gracious. Yes, goes through the yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I got to travel to Kenya with both of them this past no year. No way. Wow, that's so, awesome. yes, getting a week with them in Kenya was amazing. They're so fun. Just a few minutes with them inspires, <laughs> I would say, anyone but me, even at my yeah. age, to go, okay, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah. So what other what are other folks say, I mean, beyond, uh, you know, the Andy Stanley's, uh, John Maxwell, Sam Collier's, mm. as you... As you uh, explain, uh, paint the picture for them of what you guys have done, are doing, and what you're going to do. What are they saying? 
What are they excited about? Well, I think, first of all, I would say that for a lot of people, when they're hearing about this book and our organization, the question still is in their mind of, is HIV really still an issue? Because mm-hmm. uh, it's not here. It's not, you don't hear about it nearly as much. It's, it's here, but it's, it's as a proportion of our population, it's a smaller fraction. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's, it's pretty underground in a lot of ways. But mm. in East Africa, it's, it's still at large, and it's still wreaking havoc on these communities. And mm. so a lot of what we have to, to explain to people, first of all, is that there is still an epidemic going on yeah. that's infecting nearly 2 million new people every single year. Mm. Uh, and I think, but when you, after you start talking about our model, I think people get excited about the fact that it's, it's local church-led, mm-hmm. that it's family focused and that it's it's obviously it's gospel centered and it's mm-hmm. it's very holistic in nature um and there are a whole slew of organizations out there that are working on hiv issues or caring for orphans but the unique blend of what we're trying to do uh we haven't seen any other organizations try to to replicate that model yet mm-hmm. and we'd love that if they would but it's kind of a unique blend of of who we're caring for how we're caring for them where we're doing it, and and I think that's something that sets it apart. As you mentioned a little while ago, you're talking about how that they're uh, they're ostracized, and mm. and and here not so much. I mean, in the beginning, uh, because of fear, right? Obviously, but like you said, we don't hear about it. it's still here, but we don't hear about it much here. It's interesting that I mean that that mindset is there mm. that they are ostracized. So once they come into your care. Yeah, and they trust you. They mm-hmm. learn to trust you, right? Yeah. How big of a hurdle is that in the beginning? Just the trust thing, or are they just that desperate that they'll just say, "Okay, whatever"? No, it takes some time. I mean, that's why I would say, on average, probably the first three months that we're with them is just assuring them that one, we're going to keep, you know, your information, your details in confidence. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, some people have taken information and used it to mm. kind of smear their names yeah in their so. their reputations uh you know we you know we're for you we're not trying to take advantage uh exploit um we really um we really love you we really want to see you empowered and see the best for your family and and, and there's been a lot of trauma they've experienced and they're very closed down either they've felt trauma at the hand of the church which has happened a ton mm-hmm. churches that just say this you, you know be, you have this disease and you've committed uh, really an unforgivable sin mm-hmm. and you're just an undesirable person. Mm. We don't want you to be in our church. Uh, and so people are recovering from that trauma. We're trying to rebuild trust there. And then also just, they have oftentimes lost, uh, lost loved ones. And, uh, and so they're just feeling reeling from that. So we just have to work to overcome some of those barriers. Um, but usually by month two or three, they're beginning to open up and relate to us in a really uh, personal way. Hmm. Mm. What a great story, and we appreciate what you guys are doing. Thank you. It is uh, Justin Miller, Care for AIDS. We're going to talk more about Beyond Blood. His brand new book. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe. The choice of discriminating listeners throughout greater Atlanta. And also those who tuned in by mistake. Oh, yeah. Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Justin Miller in the studio, co-founder and CEO of uh, Care for AIDS. And uh, you can get ahead of us by going to careforaids.org and find out how you can be a part uh, of the solution. Uh, You started at uh, 18, you said. 
Right. Now, remind me, how many years has that been? What, a couple of years now? You're 20, well, 22? I'm, I'm 20, <laughs> what are you? I'm 32 now. Wow. Uh, so it's been about 14 years. 14 years. And yeah. you were saying you have gray in your beard. Hey, yeah. There's no yeah. gray. If you're only 32, come on. Very little. <laughs> I, I yeah. trimmed Very it out. little. I trimmed it out the other day. <laughs> yeah. What changes have you seen as far as your growth, your personal growth uh, mm. from the beginning? I mean, at, at first... I mean, you're like uh, you're 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 making you're plowing basically in the beginning. Yes, you're just getting that dirt up, and then there comes yeah. a time where you're planting. And now it seems like for the last number of years, you've seen a lot of fruit. Yeah. Now you're looking for more ground to, to plowing because the need is so so huge. Yeah. Can you tell I was brought up in a uh, with farm families? <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. 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 So I mean, how how have how have you changed? How have you grown in this whole process? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think back to, I mean, the beginning of Care for AIDS, it was, it was, it was me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I wore every hat. I mean, and I guess at each season, obviously the, the challenge and the demands of Care for AIDS has continued to force me to grow in terms of my own, just my own personal like leadership capacity. How do I go from being that, the guy that does, that does everything yeah, yeah. to having a team of 10 here in the States and 200 in East Africa. Mm. How do I transition from being a guy who's doing the work to helping to lead the work now to lead other leaders who are leading the work? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that has required me in terms of the demands on me, though, the they have not let off. I mean, I've still had to figure out how to grow as a husband, a father sure. and leading an organization that demands a lot of me. And so uh, but I think spiritually I think we could spend a whole set whole day talking about like, what has God taught me in all mm. of this? But at the end of the day, I mean, it, this whole journey has been a journey of me letting go and realizing that I can try to control all I want to. But at the end of the day, God is just asking me to be faithful, to, to let him direct and guide and supply what the organization needs. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a, I'm an achiever. I'm a three on the Enneagram. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a guy that's like, I want to, I just want to make it happen through mm-hmm. my own will and my own strength. And so I think God has just continued through my, the Kenyans and the Tanzanians and Uganda's met along the way in my own journey, just to say, I need you to trust me and I need you to yeah. let go and not try to be so uh, dependent on your own strength. And you would think that would get easier as time goes on, but <laughs> when you're a person who likes to be in control, it's it's hard. Yeah, to, to it, is, it is. Is that yeah. what a three it is? is? Very, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, basically yeah. uh it's yeah it's an it's achiever yeah. maximizer. I think that's what my wife is a three. <laughs> I think Donna's a three. Probably Kathy's yeah, a three. Yeah, yeah probably yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be difficult, but just think about, and I'm sure you have. I mean, you and your own doing it yourself, how fruitful that was. It was fruitful. But now you basically multiplied yourself, mm-hmm. and look how fruitful it is now. Mm, yeah. It's really, it's really what God wants. Yeah. So, who do you think inspired you to uh, to help you in mm. those little things to just let go? I mean, besides God saying, "Let go, Justin." <laughs> uh, I mean, were there people like John Maxwell, other people that are that are leaders that, that you know maybe you read or you, that you sat down and talked to and saying, "Look, I'm having issues here. This is hard for me to let go." Yeah. Because. If you let it go, there's a chance it may fail. And that's always the fear, right? Yes. As a person that's a three. Oh, yes. Yeah, We're yeah. very failure averse. Yeah, you want to catch everything. You wanna, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So who do you think inspired you to do that or has helped oh, you gosh. along the way? You know, I've, I've had a host of counselors in my life. I have a, I have a dad who's extremely um, involved in my leadership and has spoken a lot into that. I've mm. had 
board members and board chairmen. I've spent time with some amazing leaders uh, of other nonprofits, uh, Peter Greer, uh, Jimmy Miato at Compassion. Like some of these guys just lead at such a high level, mm-hmm. but seem to have such a groundedness in mm. their faith. And mm-hmm. so, but at the end of the day, I think a lot of it is our clients. I mean, in East Africa, I've spent countless days and hours visiting with them in their home. And if there's one thing they're going to teach you is that every day mm. I've got to wake up and I've got to depend on God to wow. show up today or like, I don't, I don't survive. Yeah. And so to, to understand the depth of their faith and the intimacy of their relationship with God is something that we don't really have to think about much here because we don't have to depend on God mm-hmm. for our daily survival. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And I've, I've, I'm not there yet on my own journey, but I think every time I'm with them, I'm reminded that that's what God wants from us is not to say, Hey, I've got this, but I just want to give you complete control. And that's been, that's been part of the journey for me. So you said over the past two years, there's been a lot of changes looking into the future. What, what do you want? What do you see a, a vision yeah. for the future for care for AIDS? Yeah. Or, well, we, you know, the vision that we've been uh, pursuing that we set a couple years ago is that by, by 2028, we want to be able to have empowered a hundred thousand families across East and Southern Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the belt that has been the most highly affected. And those mm-hmm. hundred thousand families will equate to about 300,000 kids that will be part of those families. Migration. That's probably 300 communities that have been just ravaged by this disease. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it will change the narrative about, uh, I think history will look and say the local church in Africa came to the, the rescue of this group. And I think it will just bring amazing glory to God mm-hmm. and his church if we're able to see the church mobilized on that scale. And so I think we've already started to see what's happening in Kenya with nearly 50 communities in Kenya and the, the, the groundswell that's been affected because of that. And I hope we can see that in you know, five, six, seven other countries before you know, this decade's over. Wow. Justin Miller, Care for AIDS. Um, you're obviously not doing this. I mean, you've got to have fuel for the car, for the vehicle, yeah, yeah, which is finances. Yes. Horse prayers. Yes. Those kind of things. What is it that you, how can people help? How can they, they can obviously pray. They can obviously yes. give. Uh, is there other capacities as well? Well, some people might be called to go. Uh, we'd invite, invite some people to come on trips with us. We have a number of opportunities to go to, to see the work, to serve with our staff, and, uh, and really, I think, get a vision for what God's doing in, in Africa. Hmm. Uh, and also, just as we talk about these issues that aren't being talked about, I mean, I would say people can use their, their voice, whatever platform they've been given, to just continue to raise awareness of this issue that's still um, one of the greatest challenges that we're facing in the world today, and a lot of people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And, and something we don't want to talk about because it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit uncomfortable, but yeah. we, we want to... There's as much stigma as there is in East Africa. We have our own set of stigma here in mm-hmm. the U.S., and I would yeah. love to see us be able to overcome that, especially within the church. Yeah. Your book is called uh, Beyond Blood, and then get it at uh, careforaids.org. Also, right. Am- Amazon's a great place mm-hmm. uh, to go, and folks are reading it. Yeah. And uh, it's been out since October, and uh, it's it's a really good book. You have another book in your head, or <laughs> is that for later? I've got a writing a book is pretty it's pretty big it was, deal. Yeah, right? I needed deep. I needed a little break. <laughs> I needed a little break. But I've got another one in my Do you? in my head. And yeah. and some of it's on paper, but I'm hoping, you know, maybe in twenty twenty one you'll see that. All, All right. right. Well I hope we'll we see you before twenty twenty two. 
Right? When, when your next child comes along. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah, we'll say Justin Miller, father of four or five. Anyway, uh, check out the book, uh, Beyond Blood, and you can go to, um, um, to hello. JustinTMiller.org, uh, dot yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And this, uh, Amazon, yes. of course, to get that book. Thank you, Justin. Appreciate Thank you, guys. All right, it's another great one in the books. It's the Tuesday edition of Faith Talk Live. We'll see you tomorrow. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. Have a great one.